a 30-day presidential campaign. It may sound like a dream to people here, but it's real in Venezuela. Hugo Chavez died of cancer earlier this month, and two men are running to replace him on April 14th. One is Enrique Capriles, who ran and lost against Chavez in October. He's the big underdog here because he's facing Nicolas Maduro, Chavez's hand-picked successor. John Otis has a story. Maduro has a huge campaign war chest. He's giving away free government houses to poor people. And his every move is covered by pro-government TV, which dominates the airwaves. Maduro is banking on a massive sympathy vote in the wake of Chavez's elaborate funeral. Chavez won a huge and loyal following by investing billions of dollars in programs to lift Venezuelans out of poverty. That's why Maduro invokes Chavez's name at every opportunity. According to a website tracking his speeches, Maduro has mentioned Chavez more than 3,400 times in the 17 days since his death. By contrast, the Capriles operation is more seat of the pants. I almost get lost trying to find his national campaign headquarters in Caracas because there's no sign on the building. Inside, workers are rushing to paint offices, hang electoral maps, and sign up volunteers. One of them is Andrea Radonsky, Capriles' godmother. She says they're scrambling to put together a campaign in 30 days. We wake up very, very early. Some call people, some we look for money, some we look for food. If we have the time to, you know, make a T-shirt or a, a hat, I really don't know. I mean, we cannot sit and think, can we do it? You have to do it today. The Capriles campaign benefits from the knowledge, experience, and support networks from last year's presidential run. Yet many potential supporters remain demoralized because Capriles lost that race to Chavez by 11 points. Now, workers must convince potential volunteers and voters that Capriles has a fighting chance. In one room, two dozen women learn how to set up phone banks to spread the gospel of Capriles. One of their toughest jobs is to rekindle last year's excitement, says volunteer Kamala Jolie. You fight the battle. <laughs> I mean, there's no, no, no other way. I mean, just go ahead and try to motivate people. Because, you know, we're letting people are very up and down. Capriles has pledged to campaign in all of Venezuela's 23 states, but his tour got off to a rough start when the government, citing bad weather, closed the airport where his plane was scheduled to land. Capriles called it sabotage. Then there's the cash problem. Although many businesses complain about the government's socialist policies, they also have government contracts, and they fear retaliation if they donate to Capriles. Forget about it. Carlos Romero is a Caracas political analyst. The majority of the Venezuelan entrepreneurs refrain to give money to the opposition. They have a lot of business with the government, they have a lot of commitment with the governments, and they are afraid of the government. So, why is he even running? Capriles is only 40, but if he loses back-to-back elections within just six months, some say it would spell the end of his presidential ambitions. But veteran political reporter Roberto Giusti tells me there was no time for an alternative candidate. 
Capriles, he says, is the only one with national name recognition. Back at Capriles' headquarters, volunteers like Radonsky burn the midnight oil. So we just work and work and work, no sleep, eat a lot of junk, (laughs) and that's the way it goes. They'll have to work even harder, according to one of the latest polls. It shows Maduro leading Capriles by 14 points. For The World, I'm John Otis, Caracas. By the way, Maduro has now mentioned Chavez's name more than 3,700 times, according to that website John mentioned earlier. You can follow the online count at theworld.org.